Welcome, everyone, to the L7C podcast. The NFL playoffs are here, and you know we, the L7C, are going to be talking about each round as each week progresses. And we have the NFL expert, Justin Ackendell, with us today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's get it. Hey, man, all those people who said the NFL wouldn't play all 256 regular season games, we tried to tell them that. Y'all don't know what league you're talking about. It's going to happen. They did it. And now we're in the playoffs. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. But before we get into these playoff games, we actually had some breaking news on Deshaun Watson being upset with the Houston Texans. He is mad that he wasn't in the know of the new GM hiring. So now he's a disgruntled employee and we know how superstar disgruntled employees go. Justin, where are you seeing this go from here? Are we looking at Deshaun leaving Houston? Well, I want to make it a point that the owner said that he was going to let Deshaun Watson be in some of the decision-making for the new new GM and the head coach. And then Mm -hmm. the owner goes around and and, um, hires this guy. So I understand Deshaun Watts being pissed off. I'm him. I'm asking for a trade right now. They already traded DeAndre Hopkins' best receiver before the season started. This is the last straw off on Deshaun Watson. Where's Houston at in the draft board? Are they in the? They have to be in the top ten, top six. No, they do not have their pick. Miami has a remember. Oh, that's right. So even if they traded Deshaun Watson, they can't even draft a quarterback. Well, they'll trade him and try to get picks. You'd yeah. be able, you'd be able to get a bunch of picks for him. So yeah, you trade him for um, picks. Will you though? Because they traded DeAndre Hopkins and they only got what a third round and a. Washed up running back. This is Deshaun Watson we're talking about. Franchise quarterback. He is at least first, a couple first round picks. If you ask me, we'll see, man. We're gonna see what teams you think are gonna trade for him or would be interested. New England comes to mind definitely. Yeah, New England Patriots, New Orleans Saints, depending on what Drew Brees does. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. That's a that's a good one. I don't know if they'll trade within division, but. Yeah, a couple of the 49ers. 49ers can be in line. Um, I think Jimmy G might be on his way out. Really? Yeah, if, if I'm... They, yeah. Ju- they just paid Jimmy G, and he just took him to a Super Bowl when he was when they were healthy. You think he'd be out already? They paid Jimmy G in 2017, Okay, I believe. So his, con- his, his cap hit wouldn't be as big as some of... His, as a Carson Wentz cap hit, personally. Yes. Carson Wentz, our favorite person on this podcast. Yes. Not Carson Wentz um, cap hit. So, yeah, it, they're going to be in the market, too. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. We're going to have to wait and see. Maybe by playoff, maybe by this weekend we hear something. Or, or do you think they're going to wait till the draft, near the draft, to make a move, if a move is made? The moves made probably, probably before the draft or probably before free – before free agency, before you got to pay him some extra bonus or something. But it all depends on what Deshaun Watson does. If he demands a trade, then shit can get interesting. So Agreed. he's got to see what he does. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that on the lookout. And if something breaks, you'll hear definitely from Justin and I. But let's get into this playoffs, man. Last week of the season ended this past Sunday. We had the teams fully set. We had the Green Bay Packers and the NFC, the top NFC team. Then you had the Saints, Seahawks, 
the Washington football team, they did win, and they were in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Rams, and the Bears. First, before we go to the AFC, any of those surprising to you? None of those are um, too surprising, except the Bears making it in. They backed into the playoffs because the Saint, because the Arizona Cardinals could not handle their business against the Rams yes. last week. So that's the only reason why that Chicago's in the playoffs. Yeah, those last two seeds, just for that same reason, because if the Rams would have lost, they would have been out too, right? Yeah, the Rams will, if they lost, it would have been out because um, the Cardinals would have took that spot. Yeah, so those last two were the surprising to me. And then Washington took care of business in their seven to nine. Um, in the AFC, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, the top seed. We got Buffalo. We got Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. Do any of those surprise you? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Indy got in because they were the team on the outside looking in. They needed either Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami lost, and Miami got boat race last week against Buffalo, so I wasn't expecting Miami to get killed like that. And also, the Buffalo Bills as a two-seed. We would never have thought at the beginning of the season that Buffalo would be the number two-seed and the highest team going to the playoffs. And, yeah, the fact that Pittsburgh didn't get a number one one or two-seed, that's also a shocker as well. Since you brought it up, I got to hold you to it. Last week, all those teams you said that weren't going to try, they all tried. And they ruined things like the Buffalo Bills killing Miami. We didn't think they'd try and they, ooh, ooh. yeah. And they, but a 50 they, they, they didn't even need to do that, really. They didn't need to <laughs> win that game after, after um, Pittsburgh didn't start Big Ben. You knew that outcome was going to be a Browns win. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was crazy. I oh. wasn't expecting 56 points by Buffalo in week 17. But the thing is, I guess with the AFC and the playoffs in general, that a 10 and 6 Miami team not getting in the playoffs just show how competitive the AFC was this year. Yeah, it's super competitive. All the teams are 11 and 5 or better. Yeah, and, and Miami's going to be fine. They went 10 and 6, and they're going to get the number three pick in the draft. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're in very good shape. They have a good, they have a good defense. Everyone's worried about Tua. I think they're overreacting just a tad bit. Let's let's give him a receiver and let's see how yeah. many. Let's, let's give him someone on the outside and see what he can do. Agreed. Well, let's get into this, man. Let, let's break these games down for us. First one is the Colts and the Bills, and I'm just going to let you take it away. This is the first game on the Saturday at 1, 1 p.m.? Yeah, this is the first game on Saturday, 1 p.m. Give a little recap of what happened with mm-hmm. the teams. Um, Colts, best wins of the season. They had a Week 10 win against um, Tennessee. Week 11, week 11 win against Green Bay when they beat them in overtime, if you guys yep. remember that game. And then they beat, they beat the um, Las Vegas Va- Raiders in Week 14. That was the beginning of the end for the um, Raiders. Worst loss, worst loss for the Colts. They lost to Jacksonville in Week in week um, one, and then they lost to Tennessee by 19 points in week 12. And they also lost to um, Pittsburgh in week 16, and they were up 21. They were up 21 7 in that game and gave up a lead. So mm-hmm. not good. Then um, Buffalo, of course, their best wins are against Seattle. That game on Sunday where they just destroyed Seattle. The Monday night game against San Francisco where Josh Allen put the whole league on notice. And then the game against um, the Steelers, Sunday night football, where they put the league on notice again. 
after the Arizona after the Arizona loss, Buffalo Bills went won six straight, and their worst losses were, and their worst losses were against Kansas City after a, a little COVID here, and then the Kyler Murray Hail Mary game. So good matchup. I expect I expect Buffalo to easily take this game. They had the number one. They had the number one. Um, they're number one total DVOA on Football Outsiders right now, weighted. So Football Outsiders has them as the best team going in going into it right now. I just think it's a quarterback mismatch at this point. I don't really see the Colts being able to keep up with the Bills, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. I I honestly see the Bills the way they're playing right now. I could see them winning by two touchdowns. I don't know about the best team going in i think it's a between them and the green bay packers Mm -hmm. but the bills are on fire right now and the progression from last year to this year i expect them to because last year they were a wild card team and they lost to the texans if i'm correct yeah and that game went to overtime as well yep and that game went overtime so from that to now a 13 and 3 team i expect them to win this playoff game it's showing that they made the right move in getting Josh Allen at quarterback and then trading for Stefan Diggs and they're, they'll win this game. Now, depending on who they play next, they potentially might be in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Let me just tell you some of Josh Allen's stats from the season, 69% completion percentage, 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10, 10 interceptions. Of course, Stefan Diggs is number one receiver. Best best receiver in the NFL right now might be between him and Devontae Adams. It is. Yeah, but um Stephon Diggs had 127 catches for fit, over fifteen hundred yards and eight touchdowns. So just remember a couple years ago where in that GQ interview, Jalen Ramsey called Josh Allen trash and didn't understand why the Bills drafted him. And here we are. And those stats in any other year, that's an MVP right there. Yeah, there's been some there's been some good performances this season. MVP wise shit. I I think Derrick Henry should get the MVP, honestly. Derrick Henry 2K, but we'll get to him later. So what what's the line on this? Is it Buffalo? Buffalo's a seven? Yeah, bu- seven? Buffalo is seven point favorite. Honestly, I like Buffalo to cover that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I already said they wouldn't buy two touchdowns, so obviously I'm going yeah, I, with it. I, th- I think Buffalo can cover it. The Colts can run the ball. Jonathan Taylor did have a has had a breakout season. Yes, but I don't, I don't see Philip Rivers if they get down or anything. I don't see him coming back. Yeah, probably and won't just, turn the ball over. The Bills' defense last week was picking everything that two would through. And so, they ran they ran some um I think they ran a kickoff or a punt back. They definitely they ran punt back too. Isaiah McKenzie ran punt yep. back. Yeah, and just on the Jonathan Taylor thing, the way he's playing, I mean, if you live in Big Ten country, it's it's nothing new. The dude was the best running back in the Big Ten for the past like three something years. So you just need a chance. But let's let's go. Let's uh, switch it up. Go to the NFC, the Rams and Seahawks. I'm going to be honest with this one. I don't know who's going to win because I don't know what team's showing up. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Seahawks are locked to win, honestly. This is just going to be 
It's going to be an ugly ass game, honestly. The Rams basically made the playoffs by beating, by sweeping the NFC East and beating the Cardinals twice, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Seahawks started the season five and zero. Wilson was on a historic pace, as yep. you guys remember us talking about. We won him. He was our MVP favorite for at least the first five weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And then after, and then the defense was just playing horrible during that five and zero stretch. They get boat raced by. Buffalo. Buffalo in week nine, and then the defense started playing well. De- defense started playing well. They started shutting team downs. In between that stretch, they lost to the Giants. But the Rams, but the Seahawks are currently a three and a half point favorite right now. Jared Goff broke his finger in week and on um, week sixteen against the Jets. So, regardless of which quarterback's playing for the Rams, I think it's the Seahawks win. Okay. I guess with the Rams, just from seeing them last week, what if their defense comes to play again and they get some interceptions on uh, Russell? And like, what if their defense holds them in long enough for the Rams just to not mess it up? Is that possible? Yeah, is that there's definitely a path to winning for the Rams. They can absolutely win this game. I mean, both teams split the season. They split the season series. They play each other tough, but I just think. The Rams are at a quarterback disadvantage. Yes. Extreme quarterback disadvantage. This seems like Russell Wilson tends to like strive at this moment. I've, I've just seen this game so many times. It's going to come down. It's going to be like 13-16. Russell Wilson going to have the ball in the two-minute drill. He's going to get him down the field. It's going to be at like the 40-yard line. He's just going to airball that shit up to um, DK or Tyler Lock, and that's going to win the game. That's, that's what I'm predicting. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, this is where I'm at on this game, honestly. What's the line on this one? Seahawks minus three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think the Seattle. I think Seattle's going to cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Unless Aaron Donald is otherworldly and gets five sacks in the game, I'm, I'm seeing a Seattle, Seattle win as well. That, and that one's just going to be interesting. And then we're going to go from one dual threat quarterback to another and the 2k running back. Oh, no, we are not actually. No, because we have to talk about my favorite team. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Washington football team. Uh, That's the Saturday night main event. Washington was the biggest surprise in the NFC East. Um, At the beginning of the year, it was the Eagles or the Cowboys when they were fully healthy. Dak Prescott gets hurt. That sets Dallas all the way back. Still had a chance to make the playoffs if they would have got some help. We've talked at nauseum about Philadelphia, their struggles. And Washington crept in there, and they played tough defense. Alex Smith came back. Where Dwayne Haskins is gone. Ron Rivera is a coach. Yeah, they finished 7-9, and nine, but... Remember the last, I think the last time team was set was seven and nine and won a playoff game was the Seattle Seahawks with the beast mode run against the Saints. They were seven and nine and won a playoff game. And they're going against the Bucks. And the Bucks, well, we're we were both very opposite about them. There is a time where you thought they were going to the Super Bowl and then they got smacked 38 to 3. And then I've just been very critical on them when they play against a good pass rush. I, I'm feeling you're leaning Tampa Bay, which is 
respectable, but if Chase Young and them make Tom Brady tap dance, could they lose this game? It's honestly God the only way Washington can win. Their mm-hmm. literally only path to winning this game is to apply pressure to Tom Brady with the front four, Monte Sweat, Chase Young, yes. Deron Payne, Ryan Kerrigan. They got they got to get pressure up front on Tom Brady, and it, they have to somehow get a cheap touchdown, maybe. Maybe maybe get a pick six, maybe do something on special teams. But Washington has the worst defense in I mean, Washington has the worst offense in in the league. They're ranked 32 on in DVOA. So their only path to winning is getting an all-star performance from that defensive line and that defense. That's the only way they're going to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But man, this is the first time in the NFC in the playoffs with Brady. But if you do. If you know history, when he was on the Patriots, Brady always lost to those NFC East teams. He's 0-3. He lost to the Giants twice. What did they have? Pass rush. Both times. Got to him. Kept the, the game where they were undefeated. That was a 17-14 win. Washington could do that. Uh, the second game, it wasn't. there was more points, but pass rush. Got to him. Even the Eagles, the Eagles game was high scoring, but like you said, they got a timely turnover when they needed it, won the game. So that's kind of interesting that he's going against an NFC East team in his first playoffs in the NFC against a team that has a pass rush. Because that front four, if they all if they pay them all, that is a deadly front four. It's definitely deadly, but what you forgot to re- like you you mentioned it saying those three games, those teams, at least the second Giants game and the Eagles game. Those teams can score, and Washington can't. Like, no, Alex Smith no. is compromised right now, so if he can't play, it's going to be Taylor Heineke. I just, <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to happen. They got one way to win the game. One way. And I've seen Washington do it. Like, I've seen them against the 49ers. I remember that game. Defensive line won them that game. So, they can do it, but. I still don't think it's happening against the, the Bucks right now. And you got to remember, like, it's Tom Brady's first game in the NFC. In the NFC. Like, Bruce Arians going, should, should have some pressure. Because Tom, like, you got to remember, too, Tom Brady's never been a wild card. Yep. He's always been division winner, winner. He's always had that first playoff game at home. So there's going to be a little bit of pressure on the Bucks, And I think they're going to be, I think they're going to rise to that occasion, too. Mike Evans, I don't know if he's going to play in the game either. And I think if he doesn't play, it might open up the offense a little bit more because you have one less cooking in the kitchen to get the ball to. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks on this too. I just I don't know which Bucks is going to show up. That team that can't protect Tom Brady and can't rush the football is going to be the team where he's slinging it for four touchdowns, zero picks, and Bruce Arians is there yapping. Bruce Arians is already talking about. We're not playing Dwayne Haskins. We're playing Alex Smith. He's better than I was like, okay. And Chase Young saying that he wants to go against Tom Brady. Do you think they're going to double chase or they're just going to leave everyone to their own devices and guard them one-on-one? I don't think you can double team anyone on that defensive line because this is going to free up the next guy. So, nah, I don't think they're going to double. It's going to be Miley Mono, left tackle versus defensive end. And the Bucks are already eight and a half point favorite. Uh, I, I would I would tease them that if you're going to bet the game, I would tease them with someone else to get that line lower because 
I think Washington could keep it close, but I don't see them winning. Okay, and that's the Saturday slate. That's going to be all day. Let's go to Sunday. We got the Ravens at the Titans. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we broke this down on how the hell the Ravens are getting into the playoffs because they were losing and they were on the outside looking in. They rattled all those games in a row and they got in. And we got Tennessee, who last year surprised everyone, got to the AFC Championship game. Derrick Henry has become a true household name, uh, the best running back in football to me personally right now. How do you see this one going? Because this is a rematch of last year, because last year Baltimore was the favorite, and Tennessee came in after beating New England, and it was closer than what it, at the end score, but Tennessee controlled that whole game. Yeah, they the playoff game last year, they controlled the game. They played earlier this they played earlier this season in week eleven, and that was in the middle of the Ravens slump and they lost to Tennessee in overtime, if you guys remember. Like for, Derrick Henry Walkoff. Yeah, Derrick Henry Walkoff. Just about to say that. But it's gonna be a heavy hitter matchup, at least offensively, because the Titans defense is god awful. <laughs> their de- their defensive DVOA is 29th with a three percent variance. And variance means that they are consistently bad on defense. Consistently. So, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is to try to stop. I think it's going to be a lot of points. Both offenses can light it up. Lamar Jackson is back to running the ball like he used to. Tennessee has Derrick Henry. They have Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. So, they can, they can pass the ball. But they... They, they can pass the ball, but they haven't faced a, a good defense in a while. So I think they're going to get smacked in the mouth a little bit. This is the first game that I bet Baltimore minus three. So I really like Baltimore in the spot. They're hot right now. They, they've been good. I know, it's been, I know it's been against terrible competition, but we, last week against the Bengals, they rushed for 402 yards. They rushed for over 400 yards on the ground. So if they can put up a performance like that, I think they're keen to do it right now because the Titans defense is not good, like I said. So I see Baltimore literally running away with it. Yeah, this is one of those games where both the teams want to run the ball. So whoever gets behind first, they're going to have to change their ways. And it's happened with both teams. If they get both of these teams, if they're down 10 apiece and they have to throw the ball every down and get away from their run game. That's not how these teams win. They win by running the ball. And to be honest, I Baltimore is the playoffs. They all need to win, but Baltimore needs to win more specifically Lamar Jackson, because he, if he goes again and he loses at the playoffs again, that that's going to carry with him for a while. He's going to be one of those can't win in the playoff quarterbacks. If it's three straight years of that happening, yeah, it'll be three straight, but I will also like to tell you that Peyton Manning went 0-3 in his first three playoff games, too. Just, just for true. reference. No, that's, no, that's true. That's true. But so I think, I think it's a little over overbloated. You got to remember, Lamar Jackson is 24 years old. He is young. The Peyton Manning thing, the only difference is back then, they gave quarterbacks more time than they do now. If you're not, if you're not doing stuff like – Obviously, he's an MVP, so he's fine. But in the first three years now in quarterback era, they write your whole career. 
without doing any of the details. That's just how it is now. Let's look at Lamar Jackson the past three years, though. If I looked it up, he probably has the best win percentage past three years at quarterback. Yeah, regular season, I think he's beaten every he's beaten every team except the Chiefs. Yeah, so they're they're getting there. So they just gotta figure out their playoff walls. I also want to mention that if the game is close, Baltimore also has a special team at special teams edge. Baltimore special teams DVOA is second in Tennessee's is 28th. If you remember earlier in the season, um, Tennessee's kicker Stephen Galkowski was you know, missing mm-hmm. kicks, losing them games, and they kicked the field goal to beat the Texans last week. And I don't know who that kicker was. It wasn't Galkowski, but he doinked it in and <laughs> hit and, and got it in. And that, that's what saved them from being a wild card team, honestly. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a good game. It'll be very, very interesting to see. And obviously, we didn't even say is Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards, the eighth player in NFL history to achieve that feat. And the guy, the guy is just built different. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is wild. He got 2,000 yards or 378 attempts. He even have 400 carries. 5.4 yards a rush. 126 yards a game. Well, a couple 200-yard games sprinkle in there. He had 200 yards last week to even get there. Even it's, He had to get 200 yards last week to even get to 2,000. That, that's wild. It's, it's going to be interesting. I know you said, is it Ravens minus three? Yeah, it's Ravens minus three. Yeah, that's a, that's a good line. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting game. It's probably going to be the best game of the day if everything goes well. Now, this game, Bears versus Saints. Me personally, this should be a massacre. But when it comes to the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs the past three or four years, what can go wrong does go wrong. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I'm I'm seeing a total mismatch for the Saints. I mean, great great run team, have Drew Brees still. Like I said, Chicago backed their way into the playoffs. They started off at five and one. We were kind of, you know, iffy on them. And then the next six weeks, they won- they lost six straight games in the middle of the season. Yep. Nick Foles got Nick Foles got hurt on a Monday night game against the Vikings. Here comes Mitchell Trubisky. They start playing well. They go on a three game winning streak against one games against Minnesota, Carolina, and like Jacksonville. So not very not very good teams. And I just don't see. I just don't see the Bears winning, honestly. I mean, they do have a couple of good offensive pieces. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, pretty good defense, but I just don't see them going to New Orleans beating the Saints, honestly. Only way I could see it happening is if the Saints lay an egg like they did against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. That's the only way, but this should be New Orleans win. They they need to win in the playoffs. They can't keep coming in and having uh, – Miracle in Minnesota, the pass interference call, giving Kirk Cousins his first playoff win. They, they got to get it done. Drew Brees doesn't have that much time left. This is their best chance, if any, to make a run at, to the NFC Championship game. What's the line on this one? Saints are minus 10. I don't think, it, I don't think yeah. they're going to win by more than 10. That's a, that's a big line. When we get to the bets, I'll, I'll tell you what I did with that game. because I don't think... I think It'll be a touchdown game, not a 10-point game. And then the last game, 
the Sunday night game on NBC. I can't believe them. The Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Round three, Cleveland's first playoff appearance since 2002, and they are going against a team they know oh so well, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kevin Stefanski has COVID, so he's not going to be coaching that game, which I actually think is a huge blow. What do, what do you see when you're seeing this game, the Browns and the Steelers? Yeah, Browns. Browns' first playoff appearance since 2002. And the quarterback for that game, Kelly Holcomb, threw for 429 yards. Oh. Yeah. Lit it up. But, yeah, they split the season on the year. Pittsburgh won the first game in week six, 38-7. Cleveland won the game last week, 24-22. Pittsburgh was resting stars. T.J. Watt didn't play. Pouncey didn't play. McBain didn't play. Browns are still dealing with COVID issues, like you said. They could have clinched a playoff spot in Week 16, but they lost to lost to the Jets. Baker threw the ball 53, to- 53 times, and it just wasn't a good performance. But they got the job done against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh last week. I'm seeing a Pittsburgh win. Pittsburgh gets pressure on the quarterback, and we all know that is Baker Mayfield's biggest liability if you can get pressure on baker mayfield he's just not the same guy the browns have a covid i think one of the guards aren't going to play so they're going to be going to have a backup in there in there the steelers have been playing like complete dog shit since they lost to washington in week 12 yep so but i don't, I don't think i don't think the shitty plays going to buy him in the ass this week i think they're going to get their do next week yeah, the keys for Cleveland to win this game, you got to do what got you there. You got the best back duo in the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You got to give those guys the ball. And you said it with the pressure. There's nothing. If the running back gets going, that could alleviate some things because Baker's not going to win this game throwing 30 to 40 times. That's not happening. He needs to throw the ball about 20, 25 times, have no picks. Kareem or Nick Chubb have 100-something rush yards, which is going to be hard. TJ Watts, the leading sack leader in the NFL, so he's going to be coming for Baker. But we always joke about Phillip Rivers having one of those three-pick games. Ben is almost in that same thing, because you never know when Ben's going to have one of those really bad games where he's just turning the ball over, he's holding on to it too long. I also... I need Cleveland to win for my financial purposes, but <laughs> I don't think um, side side thing. Okay. I have a 10 year. I have a 10 year bet with somebody that if Cleveland makes the playoffs within from 2020 to 2030, I actually can get whatever I want and I don't have to give them anything because he was so confident that the uh, Browns would never make the playoffs in these next 10 years. Or the idiot. Yeah, that's just a side note. But yeah, I don't I don't see the Steelers losing unless if they play bad like they've been playing, then it'll be a problem. Juju's starting to get some touchdowns ever since he got lit up about the TikTok and all that. And I mean, we don't know how many shots Big Ben has they get in that third ring, so they gotta they gotta get it done. So I do think Pittsburgh comes out on top. But I do think Cleveland is going to show some fight in this game. 
Yeah, I don't see Big Ben having the big turnover game because the Steelers dink and dunk to move the ball. They don't. They don't. They can't run it. No. And the Brown. The Browns are vulnerable in their secondary, so that's a key. That's going to be a key for Pittsburgh trying to push it downfield. So they can push it downfield. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know how Miles Garrett's going to be because that's another guy who. Before he got COVID, he was killing it on the defensive line, getting sacks. But I don't know how healthy he'll be because he's still dealing with some breathing things after COVID. So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for this weekend because everyone thought it wasn't going to happen. And we're getting three NFL games in two a day on the weekend. So that's going to be great. But Justin, what, what are the bets in the playoffs? What's what's the betters mindset? Do you take more things into account because it's the playoffs or? Is it similar? Take more things into account. Some of the lines are going to be inflated because, you know, you got some, you got a couple of teams that the public really likes and the public's going to be on the Bills real heavy. Probably going to be on the Ravens real heavy after watching Tennessee barely beat the Texans. So you just got to be smart. Don't let some of the lines trick you. But I do really like Baltimore minus three. I took them straight up, laid the three points with them. I also got Tampa Bay and Washington. I took the under in that game, 45 points. Like I was saying earlier, Washington has a 32-ranked offense DBOA. So my guess is that they can be somewhat competitive and keep the, keep the Buccaneers in the 25, 30-point range, and they, they might get 10 points. So. Like the like the under in that spot, and then I got a couple teases. Saturday, Saturday tease, I got the Buffalo Bills. I'm teasing their their line down to minus one. And I'm also teasing the Seattle Seahawks line up to plus two and a half. So they, so they get points against the Rams because, like I said, I just don't see the Rams win that game regardless of which quarterbacks win. Like I said, this is going to be a Typical Seattle Russell Wilson style game. They're going. It's going to be ugly all game. Russell Wilson's going tear some shit. And I just tease that Buffalo line down just to, just to be safe. And then Sunday teaser. I tease the Steelers line down to a pick 'em, so you don't got laying points there. And then I teased up the Chicago Bears because there's always an upset in the playoffs. That's, that's just what it is. True. There's always an upset. I'm too scared to pick one, so I just tease the Chicago Bears up to plus 16. I don't think they're going to lose by more than two touchdowns, and if they do, blow the whole team up. So, there we go. yeah, that's true. That's that is true. We pick the favorites right now, and you are right. There is always an upset, especially in Wild Card Weekend. There is always an upset. Be smart. Yeah, that that is a very Good point. Has the NFL said anything about if uh, if COVID comes into play about rescheduling a wild card game or how I'm how they said anything about that yet? I haven't heard anything from what I've been listening to, but I think these COVID games are I think these wild card games are going to go on as scheduled. Okay. Okay. Well, shoot, man, that's that's wild card weekend for you, and Justin, that that's it. Do you have anything else you want to? Hit on before we gear up and get ready for wild card weekend. Uh, that's it. We touched on the wild card games. Got y'all not the time. Watch the news. I'm ready and rest to see what happens there. Hopefully, some breaks 
with that before we talk again. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But where are you going to be watching the games at? You're going to be watching it at your place. You got the TV set up. Can you move yet? Are you going out to the bars? Um, if you can even go to the bars in your place because of COVID. Yeah, we can go to the bars in Cincinnati, but I will not be partaking. I'm still locked out straight in the brace. So I'll be watching them at home. Oh, shoot. With that being said, that is it for our wild card podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. Thank you for all the support. 2021, we're starting off right out there with podcasts almost every day since we have wild card weekend this weekend. And then we go from Saturday, Sunday, NFL to Monday, the national championship game. So we got football three straight big nights again so you're gonna be hearing from us on these football topics and we appreciate the support and that's really all i got justin anything else yeah, go check out the college football podcast we did when you dropped out yesterday yep victory lap victory lap o- osu podcast go check that one out yep yep try 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 to stay humble just with clemson you know had to let it out but then realize that sean wade's gonna have to guard Devonte smith then you start coming back down to earth. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I looked at mock draft like Sean Wade. I know before the season, I think he was at least a top 15 pick. Look at mock draft. Yep. They have him down at like 29 30. Yeah, his, his play has really brought him down. He was supposed to be the next OSU shutdown corner, the Lattimore's, Okuda types. And he, he's just been. He's going to be a Bradley Roby slot corner. Yeah, and he wants to guard Devontae Smith. So I'm, whoa! I'm, whoa! Y'all need to go into a shell cover. I don't even know. Cover two. See if you can keep those safeties back. See if you can get pressure with four and keep them back. Just. Uh, he, he said it himself that he wants to guard him. I think he saw the same mock draft that you did. And how he was a top 15 and now he's dropped so low. So if he can guard the newly crowned Heisman Trophy winner and he's going to be another Alabama top five receiver in the draft, that will increase his draft stock. So I think that's what he's going for. I think his parents got in his ear about that. Yeah, I mean. But if he gets cooked, then he's going to drop even yeah, more. I, 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 hope he's, I hope he's ready for that. That's, a, that's just something you don't just, you know, take like. Mm-hmm. Ohio State very well could hit him defensively and you know double teamed him, did something. But if you want if you want to man up on him that whole game, Molly Mano, first round pick versus first round pick, we'll see who's a better player. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have to cover those type of guys when you get drafted anyway. So it's good practice. True. True, true. But with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.